0: Hey, what's up from former Bills receiver Stevie Johnson and you listening to Nate and the fellas on the Circle in the Wagon podcast. There's only one way to roll.
1: That's the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Nobody circles the wagons like the
2: Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby.
3: Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan,
4: Nate. The Bills can't beat the heat in Miami after losing 21-19 in South Florida to drop to 2-1 on the season. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast I'm your host, Nate, and this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you are in the western New York or central New York area, do yourself a favor. Stop by the DeLago Resort and Casino, have a drink, have some food, make a bet, you will enjoy yourself. We're going to discuss the Buffalo Bills loss today over to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, We're going to go over our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, our Sweet Sassy molassy plays of the game. And as always, our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers with some help from our amazing followers on Twitter. I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike. And fellas, the the narrative I feel like going into this game was uh, the Bills injury situation. The Dolphins were coming off a really... Big win against the Ravens. That They had a lot of momentum going into Game 3, going in 2-0, and uh, they beat the Ravens in the fourth quarter, being down 28-7. to And uh, you wonder what they're going to show for the Bills. The Bills already had Ed Oliver out, uh, Jordan Phillips out, uh, Micah Hyde was placed on injured reserve, then we found out Jordan Poyer was out in the game, and then... Towards the end, we found we knew Dane Jackson was going to be out. And then right before game time, when the inactives were announced, we found out Mitch Morris was out, which that was a surprise for me. So the Bills were down a lot of starters in this game and uh, a number of different things. Um, I'm going to give excuses for the Bills later um, because I know that everyone loves those. But uh, John and Mike, I mean, going into... I mean, I, I wasn't... I was kind of surprised by this game. It felt like everything had to go wrong... For the Buffalo Bills to lose this one, and uh, and the Dolphins just made like one last mistake, and that's all it ended up being. Uh, John, I'll start with you first. Um, you know, going into the game, there were all these injuries, and then it turned out the Bills had more injuries as the game went on. Uh, made mistake after mistake. Uh, all these things had to go wrong. The Bills lost. How do you feel after the Bills, uh, you know, perfect season comes to an end uh, after this loss to the Dolphins?
1: Don't feel good, Nate.
4: All right, thanks, thanks, John, (laughs) Mike. Same question to you, since I know it's tough because John elaborated. Since John
3: is catatonic, Uh, so many mistakes. I just it really got away from him. Um, certainly injuries. We can talk about Hyde and Poyer. Um, like the week started, like just with the news. Um. About Hyde, man. The week started off rough if you're a Bills fan. When
4: you look at this game, the Bills should have won this game, right? The Bills had almost 500 yards of total offense. The Dolphins only had 212. The Bills had 40 minutes of time of possession. The Dolphins had 20. I mean, they just had what it was. I think what what was the, I mean, there's, there's so many things you could go over in the game. I think one of the biggest mistakes though was that Josh Allen fumble on his own 6-yard line and then it led immediately to a Dolphins touchdown. If that play didn't happen, which was a you know a big play like that that accounts for so much of that yardage and time of possession not even mattering whatsoever. Like it's it's just completely erased with that, you know, basically it's it's I mean, there's so many other mistakes. I mean, I, I just, we just mentioned no Hyde, Poyer, White. This is, and this is from a tweet from our own Matt Warren. No Hyde, no Poyer, no White, no Jackson, no Phillips, no Oliver, limited Diggs, limited McKenzie, limited Knox, limited Davis, guys that are already banged up but still played. No Morris, no Brown, Spencer Brown got taken out, um, in the beginning of the game because of heat, uh, heat illness, they said. Ryan Bates went out with a concussion, uh, Van Roten, their second string, uh, center went out, uh, with an injury. It was like, at one point, it felt like the Bills were taking, you know, uh, just guys in the stands that were weigh 300 pounds. They were just like, you want to play offensive linemen for us? Because that's, that's basically what they were using. They, they went through their entire roster, I'm pretty sure, of offensive linemen. It was a hundred degree heat. Uh, there was a bobbled snap before a half. Which, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about at some point, but, I mean, that, that was three points taken off the board. Uh, the misfire from Allen to McKenzie late, uh, instead of, on fourth down, instead of fourth and goal, instead of it being a touchdown, ended up, uh, being a turnover. There was Davis dropped that touchdown. The ball was punched out at the last second, out of Gabe Davis's hands. Milano dropped that pick six, which really hurt the Bills. Um, Tyler Bass, it doesn't even mention that Tyler Bass missed field
3: goal. That's another thing. So, um, what i mean you know you know me though i like to be a prisoner of the moment well looms large is the last mistake whereas mckenzie could have run out of bounds
4: oh that one yeah
3: you think he could have the i think game, he tried to didn't he he could have went right for the sideline he turned upfield john i thought he got tackled from behind i thought he was trying to get
4: out of bounds john
1: <laughs> yeah i i i thought he was trying to make his way over there and he just couldn't make it but no see it <laughs>
4: That's incorrect. Right.
3: He cost them the game. <laughs> that's the one. Okay. with eight seconds left, yes. And then the ref took forever. He took forever. Ball. Oh my god, speed the F. You up. can never put it in their hands,
4: but did take forever. I you can absolutely can we can we get rid of this whole like thing well you can't put it on their hands? Like the game it was a terribly I'm called game. It on you put it on all on McKenzie? Okay, that's fair. He had a great game, though, besides that. (laughs) Besides that play. I thought he had a really good game, but yeah. He was one of their best receivers.
3: Prisoner of the moment. Prisoner of the moment. Um, Tyranny of the present. That's all I remember. Like, oh, just go out. Oh, he's tackling the bounce. Game's game's over. (laughs) He gets
4: that ball, and we're talking, you know, field goal if it's not blocked. Bills win. 22-21. Whew. We got out of there alive somehow. (laughs) We're talking about that instead. And before that. It was the holding penalty that killed them. Oh yes. Yes, it was a terrible right. hold on Questenberry. Yep. Yep, where he that looked like an obvious hold at the time. It's one of those things where you see like in real time, you see him just grab like a guy right under his you know, right under his neck and it you know, it yanks him to one side and you're like, uh oh, that was a hold. Let's hope it wasn't called. Okay, 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 cool. Alright, cool. I don't see a flag. And then you see that yellow flag <laughs> symbol on the scrolling bar below uh this or the, the scorer uh, Yeah
1: Plus in between all these plays You have Dorsey that keeps insisting on Running it up the middle for no gain Which is very reminiscent of The drought years, right? Like wh- wh- why do we keep doing that If it doesn't work?
4: Yeah, specifically wasn't it Right before that um, That sack fumble that I was mentioning Earlier The strip sack or whatever it was Where Josh Allen fumbled the ball Wasn't it? That way, it was like two straight runs for zero yards, and then it was on the third play. It was a—they knew that he had to pass the ball, so they just pinned their ears back, and they just went full pass rush, right? Like they knew he had to pass the ball, and then you're also talking pass rush with like, I don't know, guys that uh, went to uh, Yale or wherever, you know, that like they were practice squad guys their entire career, now having to start in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills.
3: It was rough. It was rough. But like, is, is Dorsey passionate or is he childish? <laughs> I mean, when that meme makes its rounds, right? Like on one hand, like, oh, he cares as much as the rest of us. That's great. Cause normally like, oh, these, these guys are just don't even care. So no, I, it's I, good I, to see yeah. the passion, but also like, would you want your kids modeling that behavior? Absolutely not. So, and like, I, it, it is a workplace. I I love the passion, and that's him on national TV. I I love the passion. But would you honest. want your kid doing that? Like no way. And that's what's being. That's what's on TV. I
4: love the passion of Ken Dorsey showing up like that. That's that was one of my favorite parts of the game. <laughs> that was one of the most memorable parts of the game. Do I want my kids? That was one of those things where it was, like, real and human, and instead of him being, like, robotic like Bill Belichick, like, he showed how fiery and passionate he was. And I did see, like, a Buffalo News, like, writer say the same thing. Like, you know, he should be
3: embarrassed by that display. When I see Brady do it, man, I'm like, what a loser. Like, you can't control your remote. Like, you're taking it out and you have to destroy (laughs) it. Does tablets. You'd be clowning him. Yeah, I do.
4: I love it. I think it's funny when Brady does it. I'm not like, how could he do that? Doesn't he know there are children watching? Like, <laughs> if my, if my, like, if my children ask me, what's he doing, Daddy? Why is he doing that? Well, he's angry, and he wasn't didn't express his anger the right way.
1: Allen <laughs> did the same thing. He ripped the guy's helmet off, even even if it was like a retaliatory thing. Like you could say the same. He thing ripped his
4: him. own helmet off twice. Slammed it on the ground,
1: dude. That guy
3: was grabbing Ellen's
1: junk in the pile. That's why he did that. That's different than Dorsey up in the booth. He's 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 at work. He's ripping the guy's helmet off, right? Like because the, the guy thing. previously grabbed his groin and twisted it. He grabbed. It's not like it's not like Dorsey went to the guy next, to his assistant next to him, and punched him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he just slammed his headset on. The, on, his, on I don't the, know what you're we're saying,
3: going. I'm giving Josh the <laughs> the pass.
4: He grabbed Josh's jacks.
3: <laughs> he grabbed his fluty flakes. You, you like uh, go through and put in. Like the Austin Powers, like drops sound sound bites over this. He grabbed twig and berries. Twig and berries. Uh,
4: <laughs> Johnson, <laughs> Colonel,
3: you better take a look at this radar. What is it, son?
1: I don't know, sir. But it looks like a giant dick. Yeah. Take a look out of starboard. Oh my God! It looks like a huge
2: pecker. Oh yeah. Wow. Wait, that's not a word. Pecker. It looks like someone's private. We have reports of an unidentified flying object! It is a
4: long,
3: smooth shaft, complete with two balls! What is that? That looks just like an enormous... wing. Pay attention!
2: I was distracted by that enormous flying...
3: Willie! Yeah. What's that? Well, it looks like a giant... Johnson! Yes, sir? Get on the horn to British
1: intelligence and let them know about this.
4: <laughs> uh. Yeah, he had that coming. There was a lot of late hits and, and stuff like that that weren't called. A lot, poor officiating today. Can we put officiating up there too? I mean, I thought it was a terribly officiated game today. Uh, with a lot of the penalties almost seemingly going against the Buffalo Bills. Unless they were egregious against the Dolphins. Like, it was a holding call. It took back like a third down. Uh, you know, just stuff like that. It's like, it was ticky tacky and felt like it only went against the Bills, but. Can I say we didn't even mention this, and I feel like I might be in the minority, but how do you get away from how you get away with designing a stadium so that the opposing team is in ninety degree sun the entire time, and you're never in it at all? On like how is that? How is that a design? Like not, not? I'm not saying it's smart. Like it's definitely smart to do that. But like, I'm trying to think of like the equivalent of doing that in Buffalo. Like in a blizzard game, like the Bills are the only ones with heated seats, right? Like that would seem like like a design that
3: wow, incredibly flavors the one have team. To go farther, like you could have a little like a misting station above their sideline, like from the roof. Oh yeah, <laughs> in the snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like okay, I like that. Well, if that if you can design your stadium anyway, right? That yeah. That's just a natural extension. Oh yeah. Put a sprinkler system on their sideline.
1: Oh yeah. You should submit that idea before they start building. You hook up.
3: I think I will. You hook up those electric
4: benches they're sitting on to electricity, so it stuns their nuts every ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Did you guys feel that? <laughs> like,
3: yeah. What other woods would you do there? Yeah. I think it's like genius design on the stadium, but you should allow the other team to have a tent if they want, like some shade, like that's a safety issue. Like if you've done anything, like we've all done something outside and whether you're in the sun or in the shade, you're talking such a magnitude of difference, especially when you're doing something athletic for that amount of time. Like that's a, a safe and wearing that, that many layers, right. Extra pounds. Like, you should be able to bring your own tents if you need to, and put up some shade. Like that's ridiculous. All they
4: brought were like umbrellas, but those were just for people sitting on the sidelines. What about everyone standing on the sidelines? What about the rest of the, you know, forty-six players and the, uh, you know, the the coaching staff and medical staff? That's you know, they they should all have shade, just like everything that the other side does. They should make accommodations for on that side as well. At least the at least in like Jerry world. Like, where it's open at the top, or I don't know if it's a dome now or whatever. It used to be open on the top. Like, it wasn't seemingly, like, it was so open, or it was only open in, like, this little slip, like, this slit opening, right? So, it felt like there was only a little bit of the stadium that that actually had sun, and it changed because, you know, uh, the sun's rotation, or the Earth's rotation. And it was just, like, this way, it's... It's just all. Uh... Are you having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that point. I, I might have stroked out on that one. Um... <laughs> you had Jerry Jones's
3: payroll? Like, how the...
4: <laughs> like I'm just trying to think of it. Like remember he had that like opening in his, but it wasn't quite a dome, but it was open. But like that, okay. op- I remember it was weird because you'd always see like the sun on one small part of the field, but it would change throughout the entire field. But it wasn't like mm. just the visitor side that had that opening <laughs> like it oh. was it was wherever the sun happened to be at that point you know like it's mm-hmm. it's just crazy like what an advantage it'd be like pumping in sound like it'd be like pumping in sound like with the other teams <laughs> <laughs> you know like that's illegal like I, I i don't understand how you how you allow the natural elements like it's just or like if you're like the bills like you just cover the home side. So that way when it rains and snows, it gets on the field, sure. But it doesn't affect any of the players on the you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just like Yeah. Something. Yeah. Something of the elements. <laughs> okay. So I'm not crazy for complaining about that, right? Like that seems like, like he, No, I I completely disagree, actually. Well like like Mike mentioned, like upstate New York summer. Like go outside when it's ninety degrees In the sun and then go in the shade. It is a night and day experience. Like there's no discounting that. And imagine getting
1: that for three hours as opposed to just a few minutes, like we do. Like that's how that's how Miami gets their home field advantage. Other teams have different things. But you should be allowed to have
3: a tent. Your own. Bring your own shade. Like a pop
4: up, like a tailgate pop up tent.
3: Yeah. Except like hundreds of them. But the NFL doesn't allow to do you to do that because the sidelines have to be the same, and because the Dolphins don't use it, the other side can't. They don't. Dolphins don't use it because they don't need it. <laughs> well, they <that> might <laughs> have <laughs> it built in. Would,
1: would that obstruct? Would that obstruct like the view of like the fans that are like in the lower levels? I don't know.
3: I think that's a health and safety
1: issue, personally.
3: Like the guy, like people are dropping like
1: flies. Yeah. I mean, they had the fans and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I almost stroked cool out zone. just
3: now thinking of it. Like. <laughs> I think the build like, you could have gone earlier to be acclimated. When did they go? <laughs> not much before. The Dolphins didn't even need to be acclimated
4: to it. They were sitting in the shade the whole time. It was an amazing day for them. But you mean just to be acclimated to the weather? I mean, yeah. if you're there for a few, I mean, some of these guys live down there, so I don't know, does that really matter or not? If you live there for a week, are you easy, can you withstand an entire football game or what? I mean, it's still hot up. Well, it's not as hot up here now, but.
1: And these these guys come from all different colleges all over the country too. So I mean, like some of them might be used to it, some might not be. I mean, it's, it's going to be a mixed bag.
4: So anyway, it was a it was a uh, disappointing game to say the least. Uh, I felt like it was the Super Bowl for Dolphins fans, but for us, it was just another AFC East game. And uh, and I think it'll make that rivalry. I think the rivalry is absolutely there, 100%. Especially with Mike's second favorite quarterback, Tua, having a decent game. Um, I thought he looked decent. You know, I don't think he's great, but I think he's pretty good. Like, I think he's better than Bills fans give him credit for. I'll say that. Um, Mike, nothing to say for that second favorite quarterback line. I thought you would say something. Okay. I'm not good at choosing. Does this have to do with Brett Favre? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mike hitching his wagon to all the most <laughs> terrible people. <laughs> who is who is that? Who is that guy that killed someone? Like uh, Roy Ray, Ray something? Rick Ruth? <laughs> Mike was a huge backer. O.J.
3: Simpson, Rick Ruth, all these guys. <laughs> I finally got over that, and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll pick an Olympian, so I only have to look at him every four years, and I picked Oscar Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> the Blade Gunner.
4: <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we should make a list of all the people that Mike has picked over the years that ended up not working so well. Will Smith, his favorite actor. <laughs> that one's not so bad. That one's not as bad. Um Okay. Well, let's go into me. Me liking you is the kiss of death. <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to say about us being your good friends? Like, geez. <laughs> let's go into stats of the game.
3: Stats of the game. They've done studies, you know.
1: Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So you're telling me there's a chance.
3: Well, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, can't. 40% of all people know that. Stats
4: of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Josh Allen, 42 for 63, 400 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. I got to be honest, like, it's funny. I'm kind of confused. Oh, his, his
3: dad died. And he came out and balled out on Monday Night Football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're still talking
4: about Brett Favre. I thought we were talking about Josh Allen. I'm like, his dad died? How did I not hear about it? How has Bill's Mafia not donated we a million dollars? We were
3: watching at John's house. We all had misty eyes that oh. night. <laughs>
4: I, I've misty eyes thinking about it. <laughs> 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 he played the game like he was a kid. <laughs> I had Joe Biscaglia on a couple of years ago, and he loved he loved Brett Favre, too, Mike. It's not just you. I mean, I love Brett Favre, whatever. But I always made the comparison. I'm like, hey, Joe, like, Josh is kind of like Brett Favre, right? Like, he played the way he plays. Uh, he's gunslinger. He throws the ball. He's got a great arm and chucks, chucks it up sometimes and plays a game like a kid. You know, and now I feel like, oh, I don't really know if I like that comparison <laughs> anymore. I like Josh Allen being his own comparison instead of trying to latch on to Brett Favre. Uh, Josh Allen, 42 for 63, 400 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Leading rusher, also, eight carries for 47 yards. I feel like it, I mean, Josh Allen put the team on his back the best way that he could, uh, because they could not get anything going on the ground today. Zach Moss was the next leading rusher, four carries for 46 yards. Now, 43 of those 46 yards, uh, Came on a blown defensive call, and I mean, to his credit, forty-three yard rush, man, that's that's good. But before that, it would be four carries for three yards, so not not great. And then you have Devin Singletary was nine carries for thirteen yards, so averaging about nothing. Um, the Bills really couldn't get it going on the ground at all today. Why? Hence why they had to pass sixty-three freaking times. Leading receiver on the Bills, Devin Singletary. Nine receptions for 78 yards, one touchdown. Next was Isaiah McKenzie. Seven receptions on 76 yards and one touchdown. He had nine targets. Stephon Diggs had seven receptions, 74 yards. Gabriel Davis had three receptions on six targets for 37 yards. And then just a bunch of other guys. He threw it to like 10 or 11 guys. So, uh yeah, Bills... Bills, uh, completely outplayed the Dolphins statistically. If you were to look at these two statistical games without knowing the score and without knowing, I mean, even the turnovers, even, you know, the Bills just had one turnover. The Dolphins had zero. Like you might be like, Oh, I think that the, the team that's, you know, had almost 500 yards to 200 yards of total offense. And the, the team that, you know, had 40 minutes of possession to 20 minutes of possession, uh, had just a few more penalties, seven penalties or four penalties. Uh, they probably won that game, but nope, um, they did not. Tua took a Viola thirteen for 18, 186 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Chase Edmonds, leading uh, rusher, six attempts on twenty-one yards, two touchdowns. Though, um, I mean, to give the Bills, Bills defense credit, man, they they stopped the Dolphins from uh, from running the ball didn't stop him from running in touchdowns, but they stopped him from running the ball. Even passing the ball, I mean, 186 yards is not a lot of passing yardage. Leading receiver for the Dolphins, Jalen Waddell, four receptions on 102 yards, zero touchdowns. Um, he had that long 45-yard pass when it was like 3rd and 23. It was just like a, it was a cover two. Nobody was covering him, so uh the Bills' safeties couldn't get there in time. The Bills' backup safeties, mind you. Um Somebody mentioned on Twitter, and I completely agree, if, if Poyer or Hyde, or I think, Mike, you you might have mentioned that just earlier in the podcast. If Poyer or Hyde are around on that play specifically, the Bills stop that one, and the, the Dolphins don't score a touchdown on that drive. Um they, It goes to 4th down, and the Bills get the ball back. We didn't add that to our list of things that could have gone differently for the Bills to win. Tyreek Hill, the next leading receiver, two receptions on four targets for 33 yards, and just a bunch of other guys. Those were Stats of the Game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Uh, We're going to take a quick commercial break. After that, we're going to give out our Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame. And we're going to give away our sweet, sassy, molassy play of the game. So stick around.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference.
4: Welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our recap show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm with my co-hosts, John and Mike, and let's go into our sweet, sassy molasses plays of the game.
3: Sweet, sassy molasses. Get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown.
4: John, I'll start with you this one. It's funny, looking back just before we even talked about it pre-recording or before you know i even really looked over my notes there wasn't a specific play that came out for sweet sassy molassie at least that i was just like wow that was amazing uh but i'll start with you john what was your sweet sassy molassie play the game
1: yeah by the end of the game i didn't even remember that they had scored a couple of touchdowns um i'm gonna go with the dorsey at the end of the game Showing off his passion, but more importantly, slamming his headset down and destroying his notes such that he can start from scratch on a new game plan against the Ravens next
3: week. Why don't you try doing that tomorrow at work, John, and you let me know how that goes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they won't fire you,
4: so what do you have to worry about if you're – they're not going to fire you for that. I – my first job – man, I've got so many stories about my first job out of college. I was only there for like a year and a half, but like, whew. From the interview to the very end, it was just chaos personified. Uh, but one time I was uh, I was waiting to talk to this guy, like a project manager. And I don't know why I was like in his office. I knew he was coming back from a meeting. I was in his office talking to someone else. And as he was coming back from the meeting, he took his like, like uh, roll of prints, right? Like he'd use them at the meeting, you know, 24 by 36s like a roll of them. And he just took them and he just threw him at his cubicle wall like just at the end like and bs <laughs> and i was in there and i know he didn't expect me to be in there uh which i probably shouldn't have been looking back at it but he was just like
3: he was you were just in his cubicle while he wasn't there. yeah that
4: seems weird now at the time <laughs> like i don't i was i knew he was coming back or i was talking to somebody else who was waiting for him i think that was it somebody else was waiting for him and i was walking by i'm like oh hey you waiting for ron like, oh, I got to talk to Ron, too. Hey, and he comes in, wham! And I guess he got reamed out at the meeting, and he wasn't happy about it. But he didn't get fired. No one cared. I didn't look down on him for it. I'm like, yeah, he told me. I went. He went outside to, like, smoke or, I don't know, just take a deep breath or whatever. I went outside. I'm like, hey, man, everything okay? <laughs> They're clearly not. And he explained to me what happened. I'd be like, yeah, I'd be pissed, too, if I, if I knew what happened. So... I don't know. I, that didn't make me think any less of him. I'm sure his players. I know they'll all see that. Do you think they're gonna think any less of him? That's who it really matters to, not us. Do you think the players care? I don't think the players do. I think they're like, yeah, we felt the same frustration.
3: I, just, yeah, it, the, I think we're incredibly maybe, biased because if it was Brady doing it, we. I, I personally, I know I'd be clowning on him, just like I always have with Belichick and everybody else. Can't control themselves. That's my only point
1: but we already knew this is who Dorsey was. Like that's the reason why he's in the booth and not on the sideline is so that that he doesn't do that on the sideline.
3: When you say Nate, his name was Ron. Like you have a lot, a lot of strengths, but maybe coming up with fake (laughs) names. (laughs) So what is Ron? His name was either John or Ronald. (laughs) hopefully you didn't
4: out it was john my co-host our co-host of the podcast he was pissed he came back from that meeting uh ronald Uh, ronathan um uh I think I'm pretty good at coming up with names. His name was actually Terry, just like <laughs> his name was. So, just to prove Mike wrong that I actually do have his name was legitimately Terry, <laughs> and Terry was pissed. <laughs> uh, if it was like, remember they did that uh, back in the day, Office or Terry Tate, Office linebacker.
2: Hey, buddy. <laughs> over
1: 15 minutes ago Mitch. and since terry's been with us our productivity has gone up
2: 46 (laughs) percent
3: we're getting more from our employees than ever before
2: you know you need a cover sheet on your tps reports richard that ain't new baby Hey, hey janice
4: oh man imagine how many millions of views terry tate would have gotten back in the day that was before anything went viral and you had to like. Like get videos from like either forwards and emails or whatever. I'm not trying to date myself, but I'm completely dating myself. Uh, there was no YouTube back then, so the fact that that went viral at the time, amazing.
3: So I wonder if old people still do forwards like chain <sighs> they letters. They do. Do they really? Yeah, my
4: dad, and my yeah. aunt, do
3: them. Like so they'll send it to you and be like, "Oh, pass this on." Or oh, that part, no.
2: Yeah,
4: pass this along to ten people. Yes. Yeah, that part they don't do. Some, did they? No, it's just all politically motivated now. Back in the day with those chain letters, there wasn't a whole lot of politics involved with it. It was just like, uh, are you a side sleeper or a back sleeper? (laughs) You know, how many friends do you have or whatever, you know? (laughs) Like, what was your favorite? Do you remember any of those? What was your favorite answer that you've ever given on one of those chain emails back in the day? Do you remember any of them, John? No? Okay. All right. <laughs> what was yours, I, I, I remember... So this is this is what I... <laughs> why don't you just tell me, Nate? <laughs> Mine was... Okay, this has nothing to do with the bills. It was a girl I was dating in high school, and uh, it was one of those things... You should have a little sign you can hold up that says, just ask just me. Just ask me. <laughs> I thought I raised we don't catch on. Raised right the away. hand in the Sorry. chat window. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was like it was a question which was kind of an insult but kind of made me feel better cuz she was it was like one of those ones that you answer to each other so it wasn't even it wasn't even a chain it wasn't like we forwarded it to a bunch of people but like you send it to like the person your your girlfriend or their boyfriend at the time um and one was one question was like am i popular so it's basically like I'm sending it to her she's answering is Nate popular and her answer was it was perfect even to this day i think it was like Very mature of her to say this. And it probably she had no idea, like, at the time, how far ahead of the curve she was. But she said, you're popular to your friends and family and the people who care about you. Because the answer was, I was not popular. (laughs) Spoiler alert, I was not popular. (laughs) So, it was a good way of saying, you're not, but you're not completely insignificant either. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, it was kind of a nice... It was a nice way of saying That's it. Really nice. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think very empathetic. Very
4: empathetic, right? For like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, for an underage girl. No, very <laughs> empathetic. <laughs> Sounds terrible. I you were say, for, for thirty-four. For Thirty-four. Yeah, my 34. first girlfriend. <laughs> 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 I thought when I when I'm saying this out loud to you guys, and I'm saying like that she mentioned that I wasn't popular except to like my friends and family i thought you were gonna be like you weren't even popular there either because i'll be honest
3: we're working on our episodes <laughs> thank you um
4: i'm gonna give Dude, my wallet super, <laughs> super popular i'm gonna give my um you're being very modest oh thanks thanks sweet sassy molassie play i'm gonna give it to the same thing um there was a play where matt milano uh it was a really cool play in the first quarter. I feel like it's tough to give a sweet sassy molasses the first quarter, especially when you don't win and it doesn't end up mattering. But um, right before Josh Allen uh, fumbled the ball on his own six-yard line, the play before that that forced the fourth down to punt it was a big tackle by Matt Milano on third and two. and It was one of those plays where The Dolphins had luck all day doing like a draw play where, you know, the running back would just run up the middle for, you know, either a touchdown or whatever the yardage ended up being. But Matt Milano doing what Matt Milano always does, except when the ball hit him in the hands later in the game. (laughs) But Matt Milano making a big play when it mattered, always making flash plays every week in and week out. He had a big tackle on third and two, stopped Chase Edmonds, and uh, the Dolphins ended up punting it. Of course, it didn't matter because. Alan fumbled it and Edmund scored right after that and to make it seven seven. But uh I think that's my honorable mention for that one. That was a that was a really good play. Mike, do you have anything
3: for you as a Sweet Sassy Malancy play of the game? I am omitting the second quarter based on outcome and looking at my notes. That's when you stopped taking notes was the second quarter. <laughs> <laughs> uh I like we talked about Allen's one fumble, but the one that the Bills got back was where Allen fumbled it and was recovered by Spencer Brown. I thought it was a huge heads up play by him. Cause he just beat two dolphins to the ball. And the immediately immediate, that was like a second quarter, 13 minutes left And the play. After that was a long pass on second and 19 to McKenzie got into the nine. And then they scored a touchdown. went up 14, seven. I'm like, Oh, it's over. It's in the bag. Uh, so that was huge. Yeah. For me. At the time,
4: I like at the time. At that, I think that's what matters, right? At the time, it was a great play. Just like there was like that Greg Rousseau and Damar Hamlin sack in the fourth quarter. Like it didn't end up mattering, but it was a good play at the time. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I like that play, too, Mike. But what was funny is I watched that on instant replay, and Spencer Brown got completely blown up by the guy that he was trying to def- to block. And so that guy got right to Josh Allen and caused the fumble. So at least I was thinking at the time, oh, the least that you could do is actually recover the fumble that you basically caused. But, yeah. Cool, man. That's It's <laughs> neat to call me out in public. You could talk to me offline. No. <laughs> See, this is why I wasn't popular with any of my friends. <laughs> no, no, it was I, I. You're supposed to criticize in private and praise <laughs> in public. I thought it was the other way around. Really, I've been getting that wrong this whole time. <laughs> That's why I've been put up for managerial promotions <laughs> for years. It was I. Right, I well, no, no, I, I didn't mind. mean that. That was I meant that that was the least he could do considering what happened. But I still think it was a great recovery. I mean, because ha- half the time these guys get blown up on trying to block the guy, and then they, they still fumble it and they don't even jump on it.
3: So whatever.
4: How <laughs> <I> do <already laughs> feel like shit? Now. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. This is one of the we gotta find the humor in things after that loss, and that's the humor. <laughs> how about how about it? Well, <laughs> I
3: I always just say uh, Josh Allen touchdown is the play of the game. This finally an unsung hero. <laughs> Who the hell is number seventy <laughs> nine? Mike Mike will never try to do that. He's always gonna go mainstream.
4: <laughs> mainstream. Oh it was that touchdown pass for sure. <laughs> Long touchdown pass. He's never gonna think outside the box ever again after I No, that was a good I I thought it was a good heads up play. Um keep going. <laughs> What about that uh Von Miller? Von Miller was relatively quiet this game. Did you guys feel that way at all? I felt like he wasn't A major factor at all unlike the first couple of games when they really needed him today Um, except in the fourth quarter when he caused that fourth down when they were in their own end zone he rushed Tua and uh, and batted that ball down ended up getting that fourth you know that punt where the 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 Dolphins punter punted it right into the backside of the guy (laughs) trying to protect the punter Uh, I Again, didn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but I thought that was a great play by uh, Von Miller. All right, now let's go into our wall of fame and wall of shame in today's loss. Uh, Mike, I'll start with you. Who do you have on your wall of fame in
3: in the loss? Wall... I guess I'd have to say Allen. He's, he was the, seemed like the only one who was out there consistently making plays. Didn't love to see the two. They weren't lost, both lost, but the two fumbles were a little concerning. But he had no offensive line all day. So he kept them kept him tight in a close game.
4: Yeah, I like that one too. I mean, there were mistakes and a turnover, sure. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, how can you be angry at that stat line and, and what he did with basically no one in front of him? You know, uh, fire emoji rating for Josh Allen out of five. What were you? What would you give him? Would you, because we talked about you know he he ended up leaving the game in the third quarter because the Bills were up by so much last week in the first week. Uh, I mean it was it was a beatdown in the second half. Those were more of like five out of five or four out of five or four and a half out of five. What do you give Josh for today's win? Because I would not give him five out of five. I'd be probably. If I had to give him a rating like three and a half above average but not quite
3: yeah i mean it feels right like didn't play outstanding but was with a skeleton crew but then conversely what you plug in another quarterback right you don't get the feeling that anybody would have fared as well as he did today so I agree with you three and a half sounds sounds right like above average because he did like,
4: I mean, even the wide receiver, I mean, Gabe Davis was still injured and he was he. You could tell by the end of the game he wanted to come out. Like he was done. Uh, uh, that pass hit him right it in the, hit hand. him right in the hands. Up. Well, he oh,
3: caught gosh. it, but the guy ripped it out. Could they have challenged that? Any thought uh,
4: there? So yeah. I I offered football move. So I offered that up to uh, our resident uh, officiating expert at BuffaloRumblings.com, Scarecrow. And uh, <laughs> his name—you <he, laughs> thought I was going to use a real name, didn't you? <laughs> no, his his real name is Jeff Kentrowski. Uh, man, I keep giving away people's real names today. <laughs> um, he, well, anyway, so he was he was saying that technically he didn't need a football move in the end zone; he had both feet in, but it would most likely get overturned. He thought because the original call was that he was. The original call was that it was an incompletion, but I guess my point would be, and we know the outcome, so it's easy for us to say. But
3: I don't think we do. Know, like
4: he should have challenged it. He should have at least challenged yeah, it. It is yeah. enough of an impactful play that you have to at least challenge it.
3: It was a huge play. But
4: if, even if it probably even if there's a ten percent chance, right? Like you mm-hmm. still challenge it. Okay. Yeah. So John, you didn't give a fire emoji, ready What do you think? Four. Four. Okay.
1: It, it'd be a five if he connected to McKenzie for that one play at the end, right? I mean, like that—that's the difference right there, right? Yeah,
4: no kidding. All right, let's go into oh, John. What do, who do you have on your Wall of Fame in today's loss?
1: Oh, I, I told you the the Dorsey thing.
4: No, that was a sweet, sassy, melassy play of the game. We're on oh, we're on the Wall of Fame. Game. Pay attention.
1: Oh, I know it's oh, tough. Man, I'm I'm all mixed, Perhaps I'm all mixed up. Perhaps John is here. confused
3: because they're all so similar and blend together. Yeah, everything's.
1: Oh well, like... you know, guys. I'm
4: not. You never have an issue with it any other week, and now this week it's the big issue. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, Singletary maybe was a decent receiving outlet, but. Wasn't very efficient in the run game. Oh, I don't need well, you to think it game. out right
4: now. I wanted you to have thought it out and then just give you the one
2: person. You're like, well, I you're going through the roster in your head. Well, up.
4: Josh Allen's quarterback. Uh, I did. I did. Devin Singletary, a running that. back. Uh, Stephon Diggs, a wide receiver. He was okay.
3: I might. <laughs> Jay Kumaro was in there. I think for, uh, <laughs> before his injury, I <laughs> the offensive
1: line. Oh, they had some. Good... <laughs> I did two guys. Come on. <laughs> You just And I barely said this I barely said the second guy's name before you guys jumped off <laughs> me. it.
4: You just hadn't gotten a chance to like get to like, well, Von Miller had an okay game, boogie bash him. Uh I'm gonna go with uh the banged up Bills defense. And I know that sounds stupid because they lost, but I mean they only allowed twenty one points, and again, Allen gave them the ball at their own six-yard line, so that ended up being a touchdown. I don't even know if I really count that, but it counts on the score sheet. Um, they were out so many players today, and they were never really out of the game ever, and I feel like they should have been. Um, so I give a lot of credit to the Bills' defense, their backups, the, the starters that were able to go out there. Um, Mike mentioned Josh Allen, and I give him, give him an honorable mention. Um, I want to give Greg Rousseau an honorable mention. Um, I thought he had a good game today, uh, one and a half sacks. So credit there. Uh, the backups, I mean, Kair Elam, Damar Hamlin, Jaquan Johnson, the official backup of the uh, Circling the Wagons podcast, Jaquan Johnson, who is now a starter. So I don't know if I can give him that, uh, that anymore. Um, yeah, lots of lots of great play by the Bills backups today, in the secondary especially. One big mistake, and that's all it took. Uh, let's go into Wall of Shame in today's loss. Um, I'll go first so John can go through all the players in the back of his head while I while I mention mine and Mike mentions his. I'll let you go last, John, to give you a chance to go through the
2: roster.
4: I'm going to give it to uh, Easily Avoidable Mistakes. Uh, I feel like that's all we've been mentioning this entire podcast are... The mistakes, uh, specifically the bobble snap before halftime. When you guys saw that snap, that bobble snap, when you saw it in real time, it looked like he was trying to make a legit play for a touchdown. Didn't it feel like that? Like at the time, I'm like, what is he doing? Oh, my God, he's going to try to pull it off. Oh, my God. Oh, that was almost a pick six. Like, what was going on, right?
3: Yeah, in the moment when you're – it seemed like a foregone conclusion, right? Like, oh, it's a spike. You look away. You're getting ready to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know. You're not that focused at that point. Well, they were. So I didn't really see it in real time. <laughs> they were hopefully going to
4: score a field goal. So hopefully you weren't right at the bathroom. No, I mean he's
3: going to spike it. He's oh, got to yeah, spike it, spike there. it there and then go for yeah. And then it was it was in the camera angle sucked, right? It was he terrible. Didn't really see yeah the bobble till the replay. And at that point, that's a really heads up play by Ellen, I would say, because then there's no time left for the spike. Why not?
4: Why can't he just spike it right then?
3: <laughs> Because isn't it at zero then?
4: No, there was like six seconds left when he got the ball. Oh, I thought it was No, two. it wasn't at zero-zero. I believe he got the ball, and he just didn't spike it because he was like, oh, uh, I, gotta, I don't know what to do with it. The offensive linemen were definitely like, we're not blocking. <laughs> you know, they just stood up. Mm. Um, so that mistake uh, I mentioned, let's see. Uh... Let's let's have John recollect.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Yes, in in real time, it looked like it was some sort of weird fake spike thing. But at the same time, it didn't make sense being so far away from the end zone with that little time left. So it made sense that afterwards they showed it. And, oh, he bobbled it and tried to make something happen. But I mean,
3: Stefan Diggs could he have just continued with the spike? He could have,
1: right? Because it... he very well could have. Yes. Yeah.
3: So that. So what? So he overthought it. Did he think he didn't have enough
4: time? No, because I remember the clock like running down to zero zero as Stefan Diggs was getting out of bounds and me being like, no, no, you don't get anything. You don't get the touchdown. You don't get the field goal. You get nothing out of that. At first I was like, this is the most genius play in NFL history. He's going to get a touchdown out of this. And then I was like, oh, he's definitely not getting a touchdown out of this. Man, I hope he gets out of bounds and he didn't get out of bounds. Yeah, not in time.
1: If it was planned, like, Dig should have been streaking to the end zone because there was a long way to go to try to get a touchdown. Yeah.
4: So there was that. There was the – uh we mentioned the fumble inside, the five-yard line by Josh Allen ten times tonight, the botch spike we just mentioned, the dropped Milano um touchdown, the pick six that would have been if he had only been able to hold on to it, hitting him in the hands, which is crazy because – I feel like he catches it more often than he does. I feel like he's got really good hands. Uh, Gabe Davis dropped that touchdown we mentioned. The missed field goal by Tyler Bass that was blocked, partially blocked. Um, Josh throwing it into the ground on fourth down, basically trying to bounce it to Isaiah McKenzie. <laughs> Uh, and McKenzie not getting out of bounds. Like, Mike, Mike brought up that one. Mike, McKenzie not getting out of bounds. I thought he tried to, and he just wasn't fast enough because Melvin Ingram came from behind and stopped that play. I mean, credit to Melvin Ingram. He's a dirty player because he definitely gave a sidekick to, uh, Josh Allen in the junk when he couldn't tackle him. So, uh, did you see that one, Mike? I didn't know if you saw that because I know you're not on social media a whole lot. Did you see that one? No. Okay. I'll text it to you. Um, it basically it was like the first quarter Josh Allen's back to pass um, and Melvin Ingram was being blocked by Dean Dawkins, he couldn't get through so he just swung his like leg around and kicked him in the groin essentially, like there's no reason to do that, there was no momentum it wasn't like he was getting thrown one way and his leg just, you know happenstance that it got flung into the air and at the crotch of Josh Allen like no, it was a kick it was a kick um, but uh, so all those mistakes, all those mistakes go on the wall of shame for me. Easily avoidable mistakes uh for me. John, no, I, John's still thinking of the roster. Mike <laughs> Mike, who do you have on your wall of shamer or, or do you have to do the same exercise? I can pause it.
3: Is there a way to blame the coaching staff? <laughs> I don't guess.
4: <laughs> this is the segment for it actually. You it's mentioned like how the segments the all players blend players into were each doing other the
3: yeah. best, but yeah, I- it didn't seem well coached from beginning to end.
4: Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. John, all of shame, coaching, mistakes. Uh, what do you I... have? Oh, Mike, do you want to
3: elaborate? Because it looked like you were. Oh, I don't know if this is the right. I would say, too, I have questions about Tua being let back into the game. I don't. It's hard to always separate out our bias, but like, um, do we think Milano's push? I think. I guess it was unnecessary because I think two had ju- like just released the ball, so I, I guess it's unnecessary, and I could see him throwing the flag there. Do you guys agree with that, or do you think that was ticky tacky? I thought I think it was ticky tacky. I mean, he just thrown
4: the ball away and he pushed him. Uh, it wasn't he kind even, of
3: stumbled on his. He own. He stumbled
4: really. on his own. It wasn't like it wasn't even like a tough shove. I feel like that happens all the time when guys just throw the ball, but he tumbled backwards because yeah. I mean, Milano's—he's a strong guy. What do you expect? <laughs>
1: John, yeah, it wasn't Homer. Like, what? It, it wasn't super like—it's not like he body slammed him into the ground. But I can understand why they threw the flag.
3: Oh, a measured response. A
4: Surprisingly measured. No, I'm just. <laughs> no, I could see why they would call it. That—that that makes sense why they did. Um, I think it got the whims of a madman. <laughs> I think, I think, I could have seen them not calling it. I just think
1: that. I'd like to think that I'm not too much of a psycho. <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> I'll um, try that tomorrow at work, and we'll see how you <laughs> make uh... um,
4: I thought – so So they said later that the that the push was actually a back injury. That he, he Yeah,
3: had, that's he, where I was kind of going. I'm okay. like, do you guys buy that? Who When he got up, it, it was like Bambi on ice for the first time, just like, whoop. Complete collapse, like twice. I was gonna say giraffe learning to walk, but I like yours better. Like, yeah, oh,
4: just, just like, yeah, yeah just f- completely, f- yeah, stumbling down like someone who legitimately just had a
3: major head injury, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, you you know a thing about back injuries being an athlete yourself. <laughs> Have you ever like, oh, I just I'm gonna collapse. <laughs> uh,
4: I mean, unless it was like a disc nerve issue that was just like flared up all of a sudden. Like that didn't seem like that. It didn't seem like a sports hurry or anything like that. It was just like he fell and he might've hurt his, I don't know. It's so funny with back injuries. Like where, where in the back was it? No, I don't think I've ever felt
3: that way. Um, specifically. And the, the whiplash obviously is smashing his head into the turf. I just, I think that, I think that'll be looked at by I don't know who looks into such things, right? Players? The NFLPA
4: said that they were looking into it. They're going to investigate it. Which have you ever seen that GIF of like, like the guy that's like doing the security check Isn't and he's it like, GIF? "No, it's GIF." You not know that? It's GIF. John, tiebreaker.
1: John. No, GIF is peanut butter. GIF. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, Wait, that's every, what I said. I've, right? I've heard people say it. I used to say GIF. I used
4: to be like you. And then somebody had told me somebody with much more knowledge called it GIF. Google it right now. Google it right now while I while I tell you. But you have you ever seen okay. For since since you guys both voted me out, I'm gonna call it GIF for this podcast only. But have you ever seen the GIF where the guy's going through security and people are putting their hands out and he's just doing the very basic like he's just letting everyone in basically, right? Like like that sort of security. And that's like that's How much the investigation is going to go for? The NFLPA investigates and everything's fine. (laughs) You know, like that's that's exactly how it's going to go. No one's going to care. Nothing's going to come up. Um, No one's going to get fined or whatever. You know, because but there was a there was a stark difference between Teddy Bridgewater and that offense. Teddy Bridgewater, a very seasoned vet, much more seasoned than Tua uh, versus Tua and Teddy Bridgewater's in that game. We win. We win easily.
3: Yeah, I would say like irrespective of the bill, I think Bridgewater's a good quarterback lot ton of experience clearly um so irrespective of like how it affects the bills but just i was very surprised to see how he was act like number one the replay of him the whiplash how he hit his hat the back of his head and then his actions afterwards were his collapsing Right and being held up and then to be let back in was just really surprising. And then immediately after that, the commercial I got was like, "Oh, we're we're protecting players with advanced helmets." Right? I'm like, oh, is this a my freaking uh, simulation? Right? Like, oh, this is so bizarre. Yeah, I did for all the lip service they do about player safety.
4: Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if it was a concussion after all. Um, but he didn't play like he was concussed the rest of the game. In The second half, he looked, he looked great. Um, didn't miss a step. Uh, I don't know if that's, what's crazy is I don't know how that works with concussions. Like if you truly have a concussion like that, I mean, there's several different degrees for it, but like, if you can't walk one moment, are you able to play an entire football, an entire half of football right after? Like, I don't know. I guess I'm not as familiar with that at least to speak intelligently on it unlike the rest of this game, which I've totally spoken intelligently on um, I'm gonna give so Mike was was your wall of sh- was that your wall of shame yes. John what's your wall of shame
1: uh, I had the same as Mike with the coaching staff uh, they had a clear game plan and Miami's game plan was better <laughs> so it, that's where it is and then um, I also did see um, when you put out the tweet about wall of Fame wall of shame uh, Andrew Freeman had tweeted, well, shame Sean McDermott zero and seven in the last seven games of one score or less. So that's pretty telling. You got to you got to be able. To wait, win the
4: close wait, are ones. you doing my bit? <laughs> are you doing Are you doing my job for me, John? Jeez. No, <laughs> so that's what, the one. The one that. That's the one thing I do on this show <laughs> is retweets. No, that was a really good one. You sent that to us after. Who is that, Andrew Friedman? Sure. Nice. Well done, Andrew Friedman. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Friedman. He gets the wall of shame for the wall of shame and wall of fame segment. Or, I'm sorry, wall of fame segment. <laughs> wall of fame. He gets a wall of fame for that. Good good job, Andrew. Um, let's see. Have I ever done this before? He follows me. You know what, Andrew? That was such a good tweet. John read it first on the podcast, you know, overstepping his boundaries as a co-host. Um, but that one was so good. I'm going to give you a follow back live on the podcast. That never happens. Oh, wait. I just, I just blocked him. Well... Whatever, close enough. All right, let's go into our Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame
3: segment, <laughs> brought to you by. You guys should just keep that, uh, keep that on the back burner in case they lose another close one. You can instantly bang out that stat, updated stat. Yes, exactly, exactly.
4: Just yeah, that's a good one, Mike. Thanks, thanks to Andrew Freeman for that. We are going to just that's use what that. He step. probably
3: did for the Owen six.
4: Well, he it's impressive for him because he. That was a holdover stat from last year, right? So, good mm-hmm. job. Um, let's go to the Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame segment. If you are not following us on Twitter, please do. We're at CTW Pod. Every week after the game, I post uh, who or what is on your Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame in today's win or loss. Miss Molly writes, the Wall of Shame red zone conversion, the 40-plus minutes of offense, and only 17 points, question um, mark? Woof. Wall of Fame, the Ken Dorsey freakout. 100% my reaction. See, people are loving the Ken Dorsey freakout. Wall of Shame, Mike Graham writes, Wall of Shame, injuries, the refs, and the dolphins. (laughs) They played dirty and got away with it. Their fans are just as bad. Zero respect for that organization. Enjoy your win against our backups. Won't happen when we are healthy. (laughs) I like it. I like it, Mike. Wall of Fame, Singletary and Matt Milano both played their you-know-what's-off. If if it wasn't um, completely obvious before, uh, Devin Singletary needs to be get like 80% of the touches on this team going forward. I like Zach Moss, but he's not as good as Devin Singletary. He's just not. And James Cook is good for certain situations. He needs to be on the field for 80% of the running back snaps, and only when he needs to be uh, rested because he just broke along pass catch or run or whatever like he's just that good he's that dynamic on the field he's more dynamic than the other two guys give him the ball more often that's my uh that's my little rant on that
1: i am looking forward to seeing more of cook he like his speed is just awesome he's got to like you know he had the fumble the first week he had a drop pass this week he's got to clean up those mistakes i have no idea how he is in pass blocking (laughs) but um he's an interesting i like
4: i i agree John that's a good point I like him a lot and I think he's gonna um, he's gonna be a good chess piece but again you know taking I'm still not ready to take Singletary off the field for him especially when Singletary proved today how good of a pass catcher he is Chrissy McComber writes wall of fame the heart of this team just never gave up Josh played his heart out little dirty came up big Singletary with a great game wall of shame injuries and heat were just a bit too much to overcome, and the insufferable Dolphins fans. They're the worst. On to the next. Go, Bills. Christy brings up a great point. They were in my mentions, too. And they were never, like... um, What's funny about the mentions is they're never never creative. They're just, like... I saw one person, I was complaining about something, and one of them was just, like, you guys are inbred pieces of crap or something like that. I'm like, that doesn't even make any sense. Like, that's not even an intelligent... That's not even an intelligent insult because like, first off, we're not, you guys are the ones that are in Florida. So if anyone's in Brad, it's you guys, but nobody ever, you know, claims bills fans are in Brad. They, they claim that we have bad weather and we're fat. So use that, man. If you're going to make fun of us, use that sort of, uh, (laughs) that sort of insulting, not just go to, uh, your bunch of whatever. So things I won't say on the podcast, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start from the bottom because I haven't done that a whole lot. Uh, Richard W. Griswold wrote, uh, "Gettysburg, play the game. Every single low hit on Allen, not called by the officials. That would be all of them. Is there a Gettysburg play of the game? We haven't, we haven't done that uh, so far this game uh, or so far this week. Uh, if I had to say, I mean, geez, where where would you begin? I mean, we mentioned all the mistakes, so I'm not going to go into that. There's any one of those mistakes goes differently. <laughs> it's a Gettysburg, play the game." Colby Pleasance writes, Wall of Shame, the Florida Heat and the Dolphins putting the Bills in the Sun. Wall of Fame, Devin Singletary, Matt Milano, and Josh Allen absolutely playing their asses off. Now this is an interest this is a funny tweet. I'll be honest, okay? This is this is <laughs> after after Colby's tweet, this was a very intelligent tweet by a Dolphins fan right after. Usually I don't read those, but he they showed uh I don't know if uh you've ever seen that Simpson thing where uh they show Grandpa Simpson in a newspaper clipping where it says "Old man yells at son." This one they they changed the meme so it says "Bill's fan yell Bill's fans yell at son." <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. Oh yeah, that's creative. All right, so there's one creative Dolphins fan out there. I'll take that. AJ Tharp writes Wall of Fame. Those three plays where no one got hurt. <laughs> that's good. The practice squad O-line outperforming the starting O-line. Miami blocking their own punt. Wall of shame. How the hell do we run 90 plays and only score 17 points? I'm afraid to see our injury report this week. Oh, and Spencer Brown was terrible. <laughs> John, hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> it's hilarious. Twitter thing. Wall of shame is Wilkins of the Dolphins reserves deserves three separate fines for unsportsmanlike play. Pretty much. Plays pretty much a joke. There was no flags against him. I want Josh Allen in the ref's ear like Tom Brady from now on. Josh Allen was trying to—he was trying to tell the refs the entire time. He just hasn't earned the uh, the respect that Tom Brady gets every single game. Aaron writes wall of shame. Allen with the short pass to McKenzie in the end zone, not kicking a field goal before the half, and the missed field goal by Bass. We were talking about injuries earlier. Man, the Bills have gotten so lucky. The last couple of last few years with injuries, and this year, their supposed Super Bowl year, they're just getting bit. I've had people call me, "There's no excuse," you know. Pl- teams play with injured players all the time. I'm like, I don't think in Week Three that uh, they're playing with half their defensive starters. I don't think that's a common thing. I think losing one or two key players of an entire team is kind of uh, common. Like maybe losing a Mitch Morris or like Annette Oliver, but not also losing or I'm sorry, losing your two starting uh, all pro safeties. Like, that's not common. Matt Matt writes, Wall of Shame, no challenge on the Davis TD catch. Wall of Fame, the Bills defense. Unreal performance down so many players. It came down to two plays, the fumble and the big play to Waddle. Oh, absolutely. Steve writes, Wall of Fame, the entire team for gritting it out all the way to the end with all the injuries we had. Wall of Shame: Spencer Brown for getting blown up almost every play till he went out. Injuries, the number of missed opportunities that cost us the game. This is an interesting tweet. I didn't, I didn't read this, uh, or I didn't notice this. But Robin Jacobs writes: We listened to the commentators after the game. Boomer, Nate, Sims, Brown, coach. They all said that Miami got lucky. I liked hearing that. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by that when I hear that. Michael Taylor writes: I don't really want to do a Wall of Fame or Wall of Shame. I just, oh, I guess I'm just not reading it then, Michael. Okay, all right, not next to the next, no, just kidding. He says, I just want to issue a Roger-style relax. Everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong, and we still came up with only too short. Hey, if you're going to take a moral victory, this is the one you take, yeah. What is the, it's Murphy's Law, right? Murphy's Law is when everything that can go wrong does go wrong. (laughs) Should we call that something like a Murphy's Law game? This was just a Murphy's Law game. Michael writes, this entire game is a wall of shame game. Nothing about it was entertaining or fun. It was horrible seeing guys passing out, cramping, terrible calls, terrible everything, putting in players with head injuries or putting in player with head injuries back in the game is a big issue. Yeah, especially when it's the other team's uh, good quarterback. (laughs) Buffalo Ceilings writes, wall of shame, the refs, heat exhaustion, Injuries, unforced errors, team wide. Wall of Fame, Allen. Despite all the challenges and errors, he almost dragged them to a W. So many throws were perfect today, except that last one to McKenzie. Ugh. Yeah. All right. A few more. Brian Dodge writes, Wall of Fame. The depth shown by every player on the team felt like we needed more con- contributions from more guys than ever before. Absolutely. They. Yeah. The depth was definitely on display. If that was any other team and they lost six starters, it would have been a blowout against the, the Dolphins, in my opinion. Wall of Shame, those Wake Forest Pregnant Paws handoffs. Uh, hold on. Those Wake Forest Pregnant Paws handoffs are no good. Miami collapsed on them every time. Leave that stuff for the Demon Deacons. <laughs> I don't follow college football enough, but I'm sure the people that do are, are going to like that reference. Edgar Donnybrook, do I really have to? Wall of Fame. G- Josh Allen did everything he could to win the Bills, to will the Bills to a W. Defensive backups played extremely well, with the exception of one big play. Wall of Shame, the O-line playing like Bobby Hart, that Mickey Mouse Stadium design, <laughs> and the refs might as well wear orange and teal. Absolutely, that was a great tweet. Josh Allen's left arm. Tough game, but it's a good test to be measured up by division rival while undermanned. Wall of Fame, Allen and Singletary. Wall of Shame: The Bills, Water Boys, and Injuries. Let's get healthy and back on track. Yeah. Jason Statham writes: Man, that was a tough one to watch. Wall of Fame: Josh Freaking Allen. He missed that throw to McKenzie, but he did everything he could to win that game. Wall of Shame: By the way, if we don't have Josh Allen, that game's a blowout um, easily. Probably thirty to seven easily. Wall of Shame: Miami, just Miami. The Dirty Dolphins, the Heat, the stadium, everything. Oh, and the referees. The Bills fan in the sea. Wall of shame. Dolphins allowing Tua to play after obvious head injury. Ingram kicking Josh Allen. Wilkinson punching Josh Allen in the man zone during a scrum. (laughs) Could you say he punched him in the taint? Uh, The Bills running a game. The Bills running game being a no-show. Wall of fame, at least nobody died. (laughs) A couple more, and then we're going to call it a night or a day or an evening. Or an afternoon or morning, wherever you're listening to this, Bill Lasso, Wall of Fame, all our second-string guys who stepped up. But as we lost, butts, as in we lost to Miami, but they beat us at half strength. Also, butts, B-U-T-T-S. Miami's butt almost almost put us in the game. Wall of Shame, injuries. Today's injury report is going to read like a Civil War casualty list. Let Miami pretend. Go Bills. Yeah, let Miami pretend. Charles Kinsilla writes Wall of Fame, Josh Allen for putting the team on his back. I'm sorry, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen for putting the team on his back. Wall of shame has to be Gabe Davis with the drop touchdown and McKenzie with not going out of bounds. Super Bowl fifty seven champ Saxa Dave writes Wall of Fame, no one died. Just <laughs> Wall of Shame, the trash refs call it for the same call it the same for both teams. Oh and don't rush with the last seconds ticking away. Ah, uh, we mentioned that earlier the refs. Yeah, not, not trying to sprint that one away. Um, what I love about Dave saying this thing about the trash refs is Dave's from the UK. So, you know, he's versed into soccer and you know, what the, what they call football over there. And, uh, so, you know, he knows trash refs, uh, really well being a soccer fan. He also writes trash fish fans, injuries again, that heat and the dolphins sitting in the shame, all game pussies. Uh, I think I'm going to end on that one. Thank you guys all for writing in for the Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame segment brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Um, any final thoughts, John and Mike, with everything you've heard or anything that you want to end uh, this episode on?
1: I'm a little worried about uh, how all these injuries are going to play out for next week against Baltimore, who's even a better team. Not, I'm not saying Miami's a bad team, I just think that a really good team right next week.
4: <laughs> yeah, we're going to be watching that injury oh, report like right. a hawk, right? And keeping our fingers crossed, lighting some seance candles maybe, church candles or whatever. Mike, what about what about you?
3: Uh, well, I think the Ravens are a much better team. I agree with John. Um, I'm just looking forward to next week to forget about this week. Um, what do you guys think the uh, opening line is for next week, Bills versus Ravens?
1: Um, It's a home game, right? Bills by three? It's uh, an away game. Less than three? I'll say at three. He's talking, but he's muted.
3: He's looking it up. Does he think we can hear him? This
4: whole time I thought you were looking know. for it. You said you asked what it is, so I figured you had it.
3: It's called a rhetorical question. I do have it. I said, what do you guys think it is? And I'll tell you. I said two. What did John say? Three. You were muted the whole time. Oh, I was dude.
4: muted the whole time? oh
3: two and a half. Jeez,
4: man i gave this really thoughtful <laughs> level-headed response i think i said two two in my head two two points three it's three yeah good job john yes <laughs> i mean i said th- i said three that's right. Mean. <laughs> you guys couldn't hear me um okay so basically an even game no wait they're at home okay all right that's cool i like that it'd be interesting we're not going to do a recap episode because i'm actually out of the town next Sunday for the game. I won't be able to watch it. I'll have to watch it on replay, which sucks. Uh, But uh, we'll do a preview episode later this week to talk about it. So there won't be any spaces, Twitter spaces for a couple weeks or anything like that. Um, And we'll do a recap of the Bill Steelers game after that one. So we'll be in it. If you guys, I never mentioned this, at all but if you guys like what you hear if you guys uh enjoyed listening to this please tell a friend um, share it on social media we'll follow back if you tweet out or retweet our uh, our podcast link or anything like that we will follow you back um, will if you shared on Instagram we'll uh, re-share it also and what does Eric Wood always say on his podcast we'll double we'll double the impact of that tweet or whatever <laughs> so uh Feel free to do that, man. We you know, you guys appreciate anyone that, uh, that's listening out there, especially after that loss. It was a painful one, but uh, we'll come back. We'll come back. The season is not over. The season, uh, I'm just looking, I'm really looking. I almost think, so we haven't decided uh, as a podcast which game we're going to go to this season. And I'm feeling like the Dolphins game even more so I want to go to, you know. It's a TBD right now, but I think it's supposed to be like um, December 15th or something like that. Or that weekend. Wouldn't that be a fun game to go to now, like, more so than ever? I'm sorry, it's going to be, yeah, like, the, it's either going to be the 17th or the 18th. Let's get some time before Christmas, right? Like, I think we could do that
3: one. We'll talk. We'll talk offline. <laughs> you guys are non-committal. Uh, I'm surprised you told everybody you're going away. Like, they could rob you, man. Yeah, I probably would. That's okay. I don't have anything of really interest, but... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: My crappy mixer and podcasting equipment.
3: <laughs> uh, Your CD
2: collection,
4: <laughs> dude. I had to fight with my wife to keep my CD collection. That was that did not. She's like, okay, okay, okay. You can keep the CDs, but you have to get rid of all the cases. Like, ah, ah. Well, I don't want to get rid of all the booklets
3: <laughs> that go along yeah. with it. Do you not? Like, that's all coming back around now. What? It's not. It is not. Like, you're one generation. Now it's like VHS. No. Yeah, like if, if you have a pristine one, you send it in, you get it graded, like a VHS movie. What? No. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. That it's going to be CDs. You just got to wait a little bit longer. Ah, oh, man. Dude, I was in a, ma- in a mall the other day for the first time in I don't know how long. Years. <laughs> Been in a mall. <laughs> Ugh. Such an old phrase that you just said.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know.
3: It was bizarre. But then it was uh, like if you go in a clothing store forget which ones we went in but was it um they're all whatever they're all advertising their jeans as in as 90s like literally that's the name of the gene the 90s whatever it's like oh there's 10 styles and it's all the 90s this the 90s this the 90s this and like multiple stores <laughs> it's crazy just a wall it's like being a kid
4: again right like just going through those stories is it nice, is it fun, or is it like, oh, man,
3: it makes you feel old? Oh, no, it's just a good thing I never <laughs> threw out any of my clothes. <laughs> I was
2: going to say it's a good thing
3: because you've
4: clearly never updated your wardrobe. <laughs> like, I'm back in style, man. In...
3: <laughs>
4: Dude, you look young. You could pass for like a teenager still. <laughs> you could still do <laughs> It would be funny, like, you're oh, wearing your, you're your clothes teenager. out in the mall. And people are like, sir, is there any way I can buy those jeans off of you? Like, those are <laughs> amazing jeans. You're like, yeah, it's totally. They're from the 90s. <laughs> they're like, yeah, I know. That's totally this. St- those are original. I'll pay you $100 for those jeans right now. <laughs> uh, so final thoughts. Um, yeah, so.
3: Did you throw out all your your stuff?
4: Oh, my CDs? No, we just forgot about it. Moved on to something else. So they're still nice. they're still where they are for now. Except when my wife listens to this podcast, she's probably gonna tell me, yeah, it's time to get rid of those." But um,
3: who are you kidding? She's not. Listening. She's not listening to this.
4: No, <laughs> that's the beauty of it. Um, so that's the beauty of
1: certainly not this long.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so thank you guys all for listening. Uh, it was a tough loss, but we'll come back strong again next week. Surprise a lot of people. Signing off for John.
1: Fight on, my men. A little I'm hurt, but not yet slain. I'll just lie down and bleed a while, and then I'll rise and fight again.
4: Well done. I'm so happy I don't have to follow that one up. For Mike... Fuck you, John. (laughs) Go Bills. (laughs) (laughs) Well... John just got slain by that one. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of slain, that really witty comeback from Mike. <laughs> Fight on, Mike's '90s jeans said. <laughs> I am slain, but not yet dead. <laughs> I, I will come back, yet risen in the '90s era pastel, zero <laughs> pastel mall store. Anyway, uh, sixteen or one is still on the table. The Bills are still strong. You just need to get healthy. You just need to get back like four out of their eight starters, and they'll be back in it. So for me, Nate, go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again next week.